everyone. Welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci. And Scott Jans. This is episode 145, What We Know Won't Kill Us. On this episode, we lighten the conversation on a very real and impactful situation our nation is currently facing. As we are being quarantined indoors, we take a look at getting back outdoors into environment we know so much about. Would backpackers know best in the midst of a crisis? We take a more detailed look at what our skills in the outdoors have inevitably taught us about being adaptable and prepared. We would love for you to join in on this discussion on our Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail podcast and get talking about this topic. Come hang out with us and be part of our family. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Petrucci, it's good to see you. Yeah. It's been a minute. It has been. I have seen Ariane up until the last few days. I saw her approximately eight hours. Uh, in if about, even. <laughs> if that. Most of that was sleeping uh, in the last two weeks. So we have really been kind of crisscross uh, across the country. Um, we apologize that we did not get a podcast out last week, but we are on two different sides of the country. Ariane was in a van, and I was, I was in Sedona, Arizona, dealing with some family issues. Um, but we did manage to get outside and have a blast, um, despite everything that was going on. I, it was probably the worst time to be in an airport or in an airplane. But I actually ended up being in four major airports. I've <laughs> <laughs> not, yeah. not been quarantined yet, so I think everything is okay. Uh, but we we are still able to get outside and have a just a really good time. Uh, Ariane went down south, um, and y- you. So how did the how did tent camping go for you? <laughs> so so. You know, it's it's funny, this podcast kind of comes about, obviously, our nation is currently facing a very real scenario that is, you know, kind of brought some scare to everybody. But it, it so happened to fall on the coattails of, 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 a, <laughs> of a backpacking trip uh, that I recently took down in southern Georgia that was just kind of funny and it and it kind of like stirred this conversation. I had been going on no sleep for probably a good solid 6 days. I was maxing out like three and a half hours of sleep per night for 6 total days and I was sleep deprived and I had this like big big backpacking trip coming up and I had no time to prepare for it whatsoever. I had no I had no time to pack for it. And so I'm just like grabbing things last minute in the 11th hour. I am grabbing everything I can possibly think to shove into my backpack. And I did it in about five minutes flat. It was a new record for me, (laughs) but I couldn't find our tarp. And I still don't know where that tarp is. And so I was like, well, okay, that's fine. I have a tarp tent. I'll just grab that instead. Mosquitoes are out. I'll be happy. Mosquitoes aren't going to attack me. All will be well in this world. And in my haste, I didn't I didn't do as we advise <laughs> and prepare prepare yourself. So I grab it. I do not have tent stakes. I do not have tent poles, the tent pole to go with this. And last minute decision, I ditch my hiking poles 
in an effort to say, oh, I don't need those on this trip. Well, I had nothing but a nylon sheet. <laughs> so the funny thing about the, so it's the Shire tarp tent, which is now called the tarp tent. Great tents. I mean, we've discussed that on our podcast. One of our favorite lightweight tent manufacturers out there. Um, but it's easy, that tarp tent, it's really easy to forget that you need your hiking pole <laughs> to set it up. It's, I've done it. It's easy to forget because you visualize, you know, you're going through your mental checklist and you're like, okay, I've got that, got that, got that. Um, you know, I've got a hiking pole, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you decide to ditch your hiking poles, you know, because that's a pretty flat. I'm not going to need them, blah, blah, blah. And the next thing you do is you're at the campground going, oh, crap. <laughs> Why did I ditch my hiking poles? This is not the first time that I have done this with this particular tent. Uh, But this time, thank goodness, I didn't have the judgments of uh, wandering eyes looking at me. I, I didn't have anything. I just had the sheet of nylon and, of course, the mesh. And so I had to very quickly adapt to my environment and figure out what was going to be the strongest the strongest resource for me to set this up without anything. And of, and of course, there's so much out there to be able to do that with. It's not a difficult task. Well, unless you're looking for a straight stick. I use palmetto branches. <laughs> Very good. But it turns out that the palmetto branches um, have a very thorny edge to them, which I, 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 I learned the hard way. <laughs> But did you get the tent set up? I got the tent set up. Were you able to sleep in the tent? I slept in it, and it was marvelous. Adaptability. Adaptability. And and as as we're facing this very real situation, and we're all quarantined indoors, we're all itching to get outside, it it just kind of brought in the conversation about how backpackers really are prepared for more of a survival mode need. Well, as long as they remember their hiking, their hiking stakes or their tent stakes, their tent poles. As I long mean, as you remember that, I, I think you're okay. I had food ready to go. I grabbed, I grabbed a mountain house. I can't say it was my favorite meal I've ever had outdoors, but I was prepared, ready. Right, right, right. Absolutely. And that's kind of what we want to talk about in the midst of something. We're not experts in this virus that is the talk of the town, but we wanted to kind of play a little bit off of of making a little bit more light without, you know, without without poking fun of the very very serious situation that well, we're the, all. The thing is, is that while I was out in, uh, while you were trying to put a tent together with palmetto leaves, um, I was in Sedona. I was in Sedona, Arizona, out in the, in the high desert country, and so. Um, I went out there and looked at all the people that were boondocking and camping in in desert country. But of course, you know Scott. Um, you know where everybody goes. I wanted to go further out, and I literally drove to where the road ended. <laughs> and when I say it was off road, it was off off road. It's like going to an off 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 Broadway show. This was off 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 road. Is there a thing as an off 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 Broadway? I think there is. I think it's I yeah, I do. I think they're it's, currently all shut I think it's down. called like a high school play. I don't oh. know. But this was off road. So I went I went deep into the Sycamore Wilderness Canyon because I I'd never I've never I I never knew where this trailhead was. I'd heard about it. I heard it's hard to get to. Um 
and I wanted to go check it out because we may have some big plans in 2020 in that canyon. So I wanted to go and do some, do a little scouting and, and drive out there. But I mean, drive out there. Oh my God. I could have gotten out of the car and walked faster than I was driving. And that road was rough, man. It was, it was rough. So, but I did go all the way out there and, you know, it just, it also kind of like made me realize that, you know, um, you know, of course, I, I, I brought water and I, I brought some gear out there, but it, it made me kind of realize that, you know, you can be pretty isolated pretty quickly if you know where to go, where other, you know, other mainstream people don't don't go. And so I was out, I was the only one out there just during the middle of the day. And it was a beautiful, beautiful day. Um, and the only surprise I got was when I was coming back, I had a bull steer or a i mean it was a longhorn steer it was a it was a big boy it was a big <laughs> I think animal it was, it was a big mama it was a, it was a big massive cow <laughs> and it was just standing in it was just standing in the middle of the road and it looked at me and then the little baby calf and it made me have like um it sent me back to when I actually hiked the Sycamore Canyon and they stood in front of me and they huffed at me and the baby calf went and move out of the way and they were really pissed that I had a backpack on and it kind of, but I, I felt safer because I was in a, a car, but I didn't feel that much safer. <laughs> you know, I mean, the car I was in compared to this massive beast was like the massive beast is looking at me like I can just play with you all day if I wanted to. You're a play toy to me. <laughs> and so it's still in the middle of the road with those baby calf. Of course, I'm like, oh my God, at least I had a horn. So I little beeped the horn a little bit. And the, of course, the baby calf went away. But the, the steer just kind of looked at me. And it was like, I'll bet you it was three feet away from the car. Well, it was close. The steer's probably, got, I got horns that beat your horn. So try again. You had the palmetto. <laughs> You had the palmetto leaf. I had the bull steer. Two sides of the opposite part of the country, and it was uh, it it was it was a crazy week. But we we really got to thinking when we were uh, prepping for uh, our show and for the podcast was that you know the one thing that backpackers I think have a little bit more of an edge with is adaptability. Uh, we can adapt pretty quick because we're used to adapting. You know, whether it's like Ariana had gear failure or whether, you know, we're on the trail. A lot of conditions change pretty quick. Weather conditions change pretty quick. We're either putting on a rain jacket, taking it off. We're trying either snow, whatever the case is, we're adapting pretty quick. We're either too hot, too cold. We're layering. We're, you know, we're adjusting our pack. We're getting water. And it made me think that, you know, when, when, um, when stuff goes down and we need to... Uh, hightail it out uh we're 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 pretty quick we can get our pack ready to go in your situation yes you forgot your tent stakes but you were able to adapt with it you still had all the basic necessities to go out and you went to an island it wasn't like you were on the mainstream you were on an island so you know um you were able to actually get everything you needed you know on, on an island it was like you went to the you know local outfitter store you know, and say, by the way, I forgot my tent stakes. But you were able to find things on the island. And and, and I think that really reminded us of, you know, our packs are ready when our gear closet is actually cleaned out. 
and it's organized. I have never packed so fast in my life. I forgot a few things. But I, I think had I had a little bit more sleep, I probably would have logically thought through we, <laughs> some of the missing items probably. in my pack. But, but in, we are ready to go yeah. at a given notice. And it's not just us, but the more backpacking you do, the, the more you become so much more adaptable to be able to grab and go and not have to work through this elongated like process of packing. And there was a post recently, like three days prior to me going on this trip and everybody had all their gear laid out and it, it, you know, it's, we all, we all pack like that. Even I pack like that very logical or it's just a hot mess. But the more you adapt to your backpacking skills and trust that you know what you're doing and really trust that you can just like shove and go, you really become very adaptable to being able to react to perhaps a situation like this where you you need to get out there fast. Well, well, and I think that's what we're trying to emphasize. Like, as backpackers, we're ready to go. We grab our backpack. We've got, look at look at everything we have. Yes, and what, am I saying that we are going to survive a issue where we need to get out? Yeah, absolutely. I think backpackers are a lot tougher. I think we're a lot more ready. I think we're a lot more prepared. I think we're a lot more adaptable. I think we can go with the flow. I think that, you know, we can uh, ad- we can see things for what they are and and say, "Well, I'll I'll go on I'll go on the trail for a couple weeks and uh, you know, um live in my tent or go hiking or or whatever I I need to do." And I think in this case, I listed all the things that were we're ready to go. And the very first thing I thought of is that, look, we know how to get water. We're good with water. So I think the biggest argument is actually we would have is what water filtration is the best. <laughs> Do you go with the soya? Do you go with... So, but I, but we know how to get water. So that's... We check. Check off of that list. We can go out in the, in the country. And why the heck are they closing state parks and... And that seems to be the one place where, you know, you are going to be six feet away from other people. You know, like, you know, like put your tent on top of the, another person's tent. No. So, you know, like out the outdoors, like trails, everyone's, you know, saying don't go outdoors, don't go outdoors, don't go outdoors. But I'm thinking that's probably one of the better places to go. You can go a whole, I mean, you know, look, we got a lot of land. We have a lot of land out there that nobody goes to. So to me, if you're gonna, if I'm, if I need to spend two weeks outdoors for everything to calm down, I'm ready. My backpack. I've got freeze dried food. I've got so what? And you know, freeze dried food, by the way, is emergency relief food for a national crisis. What do you think that is? They call it wise foods, but it's freeze dried food. <laughs> it doesn't. It's not any different than anything you would buy at Mom House. So we got that covered. We got the water filtration stuff covered. We've got um, our clothes. We can go in different types of extreme temperatures. If it's cool at night, warm during the day, you know we're ready to go. We've got that all packed and ready. We've got our shoes. We've got our you know, our, um, you know, if we're sandals or whatever we're going to hike in or sleep in during the day. I mean, we're, I'd have to say we're pretty prepared to get out of Dodge 
pretty quick. The only thing we would have trouble for with in Atlanta anyway is traffic. <laughs> we'd go down in the in the traffic mess. But once we got out of traffic, we wouldn't. I think we could go up and uh, hike on the trail. Now I'm not so sure. I think the the Appalachian Trail and the ATC and those guys are a little, a little worried about the 70, 80 people at some of these shelters um, on the weekend as everyone starts the trail. I mean, maybe that's why they're closing some stuff down. But in a normal setting, I mean, when you're up backpacking, especially in the southeast, out in, and I know out west, especially out west, I don't run hardly run into anybody. And that's exactly where I would want to be. I think backpackers have made it a mission in life to self-quarantine <laughs> out in the wilderness. <laughs> we are prepared for this exact moment in time. That's what we go out there for. Solitude. <laughs> Solitude. <laughs> I mean. We yearn for it. We seek it out. We try and get away from the masses. So I think we've got it pretty much covered uh, in terms of, you know, pinpointing an area on the map. Um you know, Scott and I were kind of talking through some of the different things. And, and I brought up, look, we know how to navigate. We've got navigation skills. We're prepared. We know how to read terrain. We know how to look at a map, map or no map. We know how to read the environment and understand where those streams are going to come in, what elevation is going to look like. We We've got that covered. So already we're more prepared to be able to walk further distances. Yeah, I would think that like if 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 it was a backpacker compared to a regular um, person who's never gone outdoors before in their lives, right? I'm imagining us standing out there and it's pouring rain and we've got our pot out there collecting rainwater and the person next to us would be like, oh my God, where can I find water? I think we we would be, I think we, that's why I think we would, we would survive. I think we'd be like, what do you mean we're going to get water? It's raining outside. So I, I think in that aspect, we are so much more prepared for things. Well, I think you're looking at from a sense of uh, backpackers generally are a little bit more resourceful. The more you go out there and trust your environment and trust, um, in your skill set, you do see the elements very differently. And in doing so, you're more resourceful because you look at things a little differently than just logically. Like water means I need I need a water source. Well, the water source can be coming from above. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't naturally think that way. You tuck away, you get out of the rain. So yeah, I mean resourcefulness is key. That's why I think people that the really skill set. That's why I think people that really love backpacking a lot um, and really love going out there. I think at, at least once you should take a survival class. Yeah, just once. It. I mean, it's it is just so helpful to be able to read nature and be able to say, "What is nature telling me? What do I need? You know, is is um, I need to make a fire? It's raining." But what's nature telling me right now? Where, where do I have to look for kindling? And, and things like that. I think it's just so important uh, to have that preparedness when or if you you have to get out of Dodge. And, you know, in this, uh, in this particular uh, gig, you know, now all of a sudden everyone is, uh, you know, laid off. 
uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of people aren't working. And um, I don't know if I'd want to be um, stuck in the city. I don't, I don't know. I think, I mean, finally, you know, where we live, we could probably hit the highway during rush hour right now and beeline it to the mountains and not hit any traffic. This is probably the time to go out and spend uh, some real significant time in the outdoors, you know, just hiking and backpacking and just, um, you know, enjoying nature. And you'd, and you'd probably have a lot of solitude and not really run into anybody. Although if you did, if you did run into somebody, I think the, the five questions that we talked about on the trail would still would still apply. Yeah. I think that if you run into another backpacker on the trail and like everything is going to hell in a handbag in the city, you know, the world's collapsing. I still think you say, so uh It's like the mighty python. You could It's you like could what's even... your pack weight? What kind of pack is that? What kind of what kind of gear is Are that? Are you saying that we're naturally going to adapt to these five questions because we don't we don't know how to socialize yes. any other way yes. on the trail. <laughs> it's right. It's absolutely. That's what I think the world could go to hell in the handbag. And if you're on the trail and you see another backpacker, I still think the five questions apply. I'm going to go the mighty Python route and have them answer questions to be able to pass into my <laughs> zone so that I can keep more space and distance. Yes, but you know, the five questions would still be. What kind of pack do you have? <laughs> what is a proper base weight? What kind of water filter do you have? I still, I think it would be the. I still think. What is your trail name? You know, I think I still think it's the questions that backpackers <laughs> always ask. I don't think that would ever, ever going to change, uh, no matter what happened. Which what it makes backpackers so freaking cool. Do you know what I mean? It's like that universal. If I, if if the world, if it was burning and I was on the trail and I was in nature and I saw another backpacker and he asked me those five questions, I'd be like, you know what? Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is going to be just fine. I would feel so much at, at home. But I think the, you know, we, Ariana and I always talk about plan and prepare, plan and prepare. Um, and I think in, in any case, Anywhere when things go bad, whether it's hurricane, whether, you know, you, it's, you know, it's a flood situation, whatever that, that disaster is. And in this, in this case, it's a virus. And, uh, yeah, I think you have to, you have to plan, you have to be prepared, you have to have common sense. And I think that, you know, you have to do what's right for other people. And, um, I think when it comes to, I think backpackers just kind of know a little bit more. And, and I think, like you said, we're a little bit more resourceful. I think the biggest thing, though, is to try to help your neighbor and try to do things that are going to, you know, not only make you okay, um, you know, in first aid and then kind of first responder, they always tell you to take care of yourself first so you can help your neighbor, which I think is really important. Um, so while we're all, you know, staying at home and we're not really going anyplace, you know, we just have to remember that we take care of ourselves first, make sure we're ready to go, but always try to help your neighbor out a little bit too. And I challenge anybody to pack in less than five minutes and not forget anything. 
I will be very impressed. <laughs> I think you're just making excuses now. Just say it. You forgot your 10 steaks. I forgot everything. <laughs> I did remember food, although uh, nearing the end, uh, I definitely was a lot hungrier than I typically would be out on a, a trail. So, um well, anyway, we hope you guys have enjoyed it. You know, we've stirred the conversation uh, amongst our community. Um, and it's really interesting to see how everybody is responding to this scenario out there. And so we wanted to kind of uh, talk a little bit, maybe perhaps address it, and kind of include you guys in this conversation. Uh, we had a recent post today uh, from Jer- Jeremy Westendorf. Um, posting two of his children out on quarantine trail. Love it. <laughs> Made my day. Thank you for posing that. I thought that was just a great, great post. I'd never thought of a trail named Quarantine Trail, but I think it's very appropriate. Very cool. <laughs> um, we also kind of posted to see where our community was in the midst of what's going on, uh, whether they were indoors, outdoors, and kind of what their what their general uh outlook is at the moment um we have uh, melanie who commented uh, staying home watching a bunch of youtube videos about hiking the pct act or at and then you know looking at gear reviews it's a very pleasant way to pass the time uh, i guess if you're stuck indoors you might as well Im- immerse yourself around the trail oh absolutely um we've got Helene posted, standing in line at my local pop-up farmer's market. Of course, there are signs saying no entry, and they're forcing space around each other. Uh, I thought that was very very interesting. But you're still getting outdoors, getting the fresh fruit. It's a good way to get all the vitamins. Um, Whitney June had mentioned, I'm two seconds away from throwing my laptop out the window. (laughs) Google Classroom is making my life pretty miserable at the moment. Um, and she doesn't even start teaching until tomorrow. Um, and then we also have Mike Pellet, who also is in the uh, education field, finishing up setting up distance learning here in the New York City public schools and then on to teaching from home from who knows how long. Stay safe, everyone. Um, it's a real thing. It's a very unique time for everybody to be um, doing doing things an alternative way of looking absolutely jack masters says staying alive staying alive i just i'm so grateful that the super bowl go chiefs and our okie trip was before all of this happened i'm practicing social distancing by avoiding the barber jack we know you you've avoided the barber long before this <laughs> broke out so nice try <laughs> nice try um uh so brenda said i just got laid off today gonna clean my house and get organized for my upcoming move and then hopefully go hiking for a few days next week well that's what we just got done talking about i think that's probably a good idea to just get outdoors and uh connect with uh nature of course eric says everything is shut down in massachusetts a lot of people are out of work and many are looking for jobs entirely feeling thankful that's very cool and i think that's the uh well i said roads in boston are completely empty so and i and i think that's the gig i think right now this is the time to to kind of reassess 
um, uh, our priorities, even if it's for just a couple weeks. And take that couple weeks and um, don't stay in an environment where it's going to mentally, um, you know, make things worse. Even if it's taking a walk outside, you know, um, I, I just have not seen anybody ever um, on a trail or your local hiking trail or, or any place that you're not going to be six feet away from each other unless someone is uh, hiking on someone's uh, shoulders getting a piggyback ride. I've never, ever really seen that other than when the through hiking season starts on the Appalachian Trail. And that's a very, very, very unique issue. And I don't think that's happening this year. So I hope, um, it sounds like the National Park Service has um, um, completely forgiven for fees. There's no fees to enter the national park system. So this might be a good time to just take a deep breath, connect with nature, and know that this is a temporary gig and everything will pass and hopefully uh, in, in somewhat uh, in somewhat shape or form get back to to normal um, before 2020 ends and we can all get back to doing what we're doing. So we're going to try to think of things that we can do to help other people, um, whether it's maybe doing some extra podcasts or maybe we can do something. Um, we do have a Discord server set up. Maybe we can have a big day of, of chat and discuss all uh, gear um, for Emily. She's, she may run out of YouTube videos to watch. So maybe we can do something in that line. Uh, if you guys have some ideas, we're going to post um, this uh, tomorrow on our Facebook page. We'd love to get your response so our community can kind of come together, help each other, and inspire, motivate, and everyone keep... Uh, their their chin up and heads up and good mental attitude and we'll just take it day by day so you guys thank you so much for listening be safe out there i hope everyone is doing okay um and um tim cloud we're thinking about you uh hope you recover from what you imagine to be a cold uh we hope it's just that recover lots of fluids yep and, and, you know, remember, too, it's like, our, you know, we, we have um, different parts of our country that's going through a whole different gig. You know, Nashville's still recovering from, you know, their, that horrific tornado that they're still rebuilding. So, you know, everyone's going through a lot of stuff right now. So if there's anything we can ever do to, to help, let us know. Uh, thank you guys again so much for listening. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, please post a comment on Apple Podcasts. It always helps spread the word for other uh, people to listen to or any of your other favorite podcatchers. We'd love to hear from you guys. Shout outs to our lovely and amazing Facebook members and our patrons who also help support our podcast. Ted Jones, David Boyer, also John Phillips, Rick, Jerry, Shirley Nutt, Jerry, Suzanne Johnson, Brad Wolf, Helene, Mike Pellet, Jacqueline, Danny Bowen, Jack Masters, who isn't shaving, apparently, Amy Tappendorf, Jeff Nyman, Kathy Kinnison, Bob Esser, Matthew Creecroft. Patreon, by the way, if you don't know, it is a secure platform that lets you support your favorite podcast. All you need to do is create an account and go to Trusted Trail Podcast, and as little as $2 a month get special benefits for exclusive content. I have also have um, about every other week, I try to do it once a week, um, every other week, I do uh, Trust the Trail Gear Talk. Um, I think I'll be expanding that a little bit. Uh, so we give 
um, our patrons a little bit more to listen to. But we have Trust the Trail Gear Talk on our Patreon page every week. Um, podcasts are also available on iHeart, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the big ones. If we're not on your favorite podcatcher, let us know. We'll get on there for you. Um, absolutely. Um, and, of course, you can also follow us on our Instagram, Trust the Trail, and our Trust the Trail Facebook page. Stay calm. This too shall pass, and we'll all do it. We'll all get together as a community. And remember, the trail does give you everything you need. It might, uh, in the next uh, few weeks, give us a whole lot of sanity, <laughs> for sure. And that's what the trail is about, but trust it. It does give you everything you need. So, Trust the trail, you guys. Bye. Bye.